0: Well, if you're here with me on the cool dad rules, you're a parent or you're going to be a parent, you know, a parent, whatever it is, which means you've gone through the process of naming a baby thinking way back. Or if this is in your recent history of remember going through that baby naming book and you try to figure out names that would match and different things and suggestions from friends or I've heard stories like this too. You left the hospital without even having an official baby name and you had to kind of like call it in later or this happens quite a bit too. Oh, it can create some family fights at times. No, you're the, the in-laws want the baby named this and you disagree. And then it comes down to a, a big battle. Oh, all those different things. But I'd be willing to bet none of you, none of us have paid a professional baby namer to name the baby, or maybe you have, cause this is a thing now. First of all, before we get into that, thanks for finding the cool dad rules. My name is Bill Adams for finding, sharing, subscribing to the podcast. It's really important so you don't miss any future episodes of these wild tales from the world of parenting, which we all know about. And boy, this is one. Yep, discovered a whole new industry I didn't even know about. And it's growing, it's a thing. And there's one lady that's actually leading the pack. She is a professional baby namer out of New York. You might've guessed it by now, most of her clientele are rich Manhattanites who are paying for this kind of thing. How much would you pay to have somebody else name your baby with suggestions and come up with a bunch of different suggestions? Anywhere from fifteen hundred to ten thousand dollars Now, I'm going to tell you her story before, and at the end of this, I'll tell you how much she actually makes from this because I think that's one of the biggest takeaways of this whole story. Let's meet Taylor Humphreys. She's 33. She's a New York City businesswoman. She's an NYU grad. She's worked as a matchmaker, fundraiser, event planner, but she's found her calling, helping couples, singles, individuals name their baby. Instead of like I said going to the baby book, listening to other people coming up with creative names or, you know, a junior, that's already built into the family, right? Nope. Depending on how much parents pay, her services range from a phone call and a, a, a list of names to a genealogical investigation. That, I believe, is what the 10,000 bucks will get you. And the aim is unearthing some old family names coming up with new, unique names, something that's really fitting to you as a couple and a family. And of course, being a very, very smart businesswoman, she has taken this to social media where she actually fields questions and kind of grows her business that way, right? Now at this point, you have the question we've all asked. You first hear about this business, you hear about this lady. Your first question probably is, how lazy would you have to be to rely on somebody else to pay a service to come up with a name for your new baby? All right. That's one question. I guess the other question you'd have is what does that actually sound like when she interacts with people and and gives you one of these suggestions for a baby name? Well, she recently did a TikTok video on uh, a couple that was kind of struggling for baby number three. So they've already done two names on their own, but they needed a name. They need that special moniker that would flow with those two older sons. The two older sons are Emmett and Miller. Okay. Here's what the call sounds like. This is This is her suggestion. Here are my top suggestions for a little brother. I would say Emmett, Miller, and Grady, Wilson, Waylon, Fletcher, Langston, or Harvey. Okay. All fine names. Maybe there's there's some of your names listed. Maybe those are your kids' names. That's all fine. Kind of interesting that you'd go to a third person party to get those ideas. I don't know. Again, I keep going back to the baby book idea. But what's the goal? Here's the other question here. What, besides making money, what is Taylor trying to do with this? Like, what, What's her overall mission in helping people pick baby names? I'm kind of trying to evoke a ritzy, art deco, 1920s revival. Happy baby naming. Now, now stop. Don't, don't be like me. Don't start making fun of the parents who are paying for this service now. Don't be mean. I'm more jaded than you are. You're a nicer person than I am. Because there's actually some benefit to this now. As Taylor has actually explained herself about her clientele she says she has as advised an anxious mom once who's considering changing her young daughter's name which i think was isla because it kept getting mispronounced like i probably just did and the mom compensated taylor for giving her the self-confidence she needed to tell the mom to stick with the scottish moniker all right so i guess you're you're, you're paying for some validation there i'm not too sure and if if you don't settle on her suggestions for a first name. Taylor says they, they can wind up as, as a middle name. There's another quote from her. She says, sometimes you see a name like Brave on my list. That's right, like, like the Disney movie. And you think, well, I'm just not going to name my kid Brave. But she has said, and here's another quote from Taylor, it might be worth putting on a maybe list as a thought for a middle name. Okay, Listen. I'm not going to fault anybody for paying whatever you want to pay for. And Taylor, as, again, a very smart business lady, is pretty defensive of her clientele, of the parents that pay her for the baby naming service. You know, against people like me who would make fun of them. Uh, she says, "May you may accuse the couples of laziness, like I just did about a minute ago, by slacking off on their own baby name decision, but she insists their paying parents are just anxious perfectionists and they want to get everything right. I actually have a different thought on this. I think the parents and her entire business is based on keeping up with the Joneses, which again, I'm not faulting anybody. I'm not going to fault the parents who pay for this service, and I'm really not faulting her. You will hear me talk about that at the end here. But we know what the business plan is here. We know how parents go. If there's a certain housekeeper in upscale society, if there's a certain artist that you will commission to have something in your house, all of a sudden, that becomes the big name. And I think that's where she's gotten her in. So the kids in, you know, pre-K, kindergarten, first grade, and you say, oh, your kid has a very unique name. Did you go to Taylor Humphrey? Why, yes, I did. She suggested this name. (laughs) And that's the whole name of the game. Now, I promised you at the beginning, I would give you how much money, like how much she's taken in in a a full year service for this, the most recent year here. And she's been fully open to it to the press, apparently to the media. So remember, from fifteen hundred to ten grand for the name suggestions, a list, I think I think a personalized call and a genealogical study. What did that net her so far? and only growing? Because, like I said, she's the leader in the pack in this. Hundred fifty grand a year so far, and growing. And I don't fault her one bit In fact, I think it's actually kind of genius. And it's not just because of the money made. it does it's not. it's really not. There is a takeaway on this for all of us, for parents, for kids too. Find something somewhere that's so incredibly entrepreneurial that you're doing it more uniquely and first ahead of everybody else. She's certainly doing it. before you heard this. Have you ever heard anybody talk about a professional baby namer? No, she carved out a whole new industry more than that, though. She created a demand for it. I don't know how exactly. I don't know if we'll ever hear the the background story on who the very first client was that she worked with. That's the person I want to talk to. The very first client, probably rich, probably from Manhattan, who told the next client who said, this is the thing to do. Oh, you're having a baby? You're going to have a grandbaby? You've got to go to Taylor and she will help you name this person. That is genius. That's finding a business. That's finding opportunity, which is what we all talk about. That's what we would love our kids to do in tough times, creating an opportunity where one didn't exist. Who could falter for that? And without having interviewed Taylor or ever meeting her myself, I I get a pretty good feeling that she, above everybody, understands this whole concept, that I think her clientele, her parents, are so unbelievably self-conscious, they're afraid of other parents, what they would say about their own kids' names. Like, like that self-conscious about it, you know, that plays a factor in this thing. But if you have gone to a professional baby namer, well, and it's somebody else to blame if the kid's nickname doesn't turn out so good or <laughs> you tease somebody else, or like I said, keep it up with the Joneses and it's the in thing to do. Would I do it? No. Would most of you do it? Probably not. Actually, I'm pretty sure not. But I wouldn't fault anybody that does either. It's a choice. It's a service that's out there. And you can do it, but for somebody that decides to hire a professional baby neighbor and you're lucky enough to get Taylor Humphrey in your corner, hey, God love you. Who am I to criticize though somebody else is going to spend their money? There's one other element in this, though. I didn't tell you about Taylor's background. Like I said, successful businesswoman. I think she's a genius entrepreneur. She's 33, making money doing this. Good money, too. <laughs> one other thing in her bio, she hasn't had children herself yet. And you may know where I'm going with this. It's happened to me. I'm sure it's it's happened to a lot of family members of mine, friends of mine, too. Where you go into it, you're all set. You went to the baby naming book, or you're all set to name the the child, uh, an historic family name. You got something in mind, you're all set to go. And then this precious little gift comes out where you finally meet him or her for the first time. And you take a look and you say, that's not a so-and-so, that's this name. somehow. I've done that. We've done that. Sometimes you don't know until you look at the child what the name's going to be. Now, imagine if you paid ten grand to have a name that you're not going to go with. Uh, yeah, let hey, it's everybody's individual choice. Just not mine. I just think it's a genius business idea. That's all. And I think it's a great lesson for actually for us to pass on to kids that, like I said, you can create opportunity even when you didn't know an industry was there. Hey, thanks for finding The Cool Dad Rules. I appreciate your time. As always, my name is Bill Adams. These are tales and takes in the wild world of parenting, no matter what they are, and I'm always looking for those too. So if you find any that uh, you want me to talk about or you want me to talk to you about them, feel free to reach out to me on the social media pages. You can find The Cool Dad Rules on Facebook, Instagram as well. You can direct message me and I'll get back to you right there. And uh, again, I appreciate you really finding, subscribing to, that's really important, and sharing along the podcast because this is a lot of fun and there's always, always something interesting happening in the world of parenting. With all that said, thanks for finding us. and I'll talk to you soon.